The Big Ten has released the schedule for the 2022 and 2023 conference basketball season. And we have at least a little bit of an idea from all of these off-season lists coming out who people think is going to be pretty good this year. So with those two sides of information, we can put them all together, run some numbers, and at least with a little bit of an idea, have some sort of clue as to who is going to have the toughest and easiest schedule in Big Ten basketball still half a year from now. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Big Ten. I'm Nate Dickinson. Welcome into the show today. Coming up on our program, I'm going to explain in a minute, but we're going to try and at least calculate with some numbers who's going to have the worst and best of the Big Ten basketball schedule this upcoming season. Before we get to that, though, thank you as always for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every weekday. We'll be here with you, of course, in the offseason at least three times a week and with you every day once the season gets started up again. So let's get into what's going on here on the program today. I looked yesterday at the Big Ten basketball schedules. It didn't tell us, of course, any dates, but tells us who's playing who, when, and, or I'm sorry, where, who's playing who, where, and you know, again, who hits to play who twice, more importantly than anything else, as to what we're going to be doing here. So every Big Ten basketball team will be playing seven teams two times, and then the other six teams just one time to add up to a total of 20 conference games. That's how the Big Ten's been doing it for a little while now. But who you play twice differs, of course, for every school. And better teams mean different levels of competition that teams are going to have to go through. So who has the best and worst of the Big Ten schedule, at least with what we think the teams in the conference are right now? Not just what I think, but what other people have been saying in these way too early top 25s that have been being released. And even further than that, as we'll see in just a moment, there are all sorts of kind of off-season rankings trying to speculate what's going on. And you'll see there's a little bit of a difference as to what people think in just a minute. But when you combine all those numbers together, which we're going to do, try to get an average of where people think the Big Ten teams stack up. I'm going to take those rankings and then project it on to who has to play who more times throughout the season and try and put together a point system where we see who has the toughest of the Big Ten schedule based on who the experts at least think is any good in this conference right now. So... Let's get into who we're looking at when we talk about experts. I just kind of searched college basketball rankings on a couple of different engines and went in and found some of the more recent top 25s that have been released for the upcoming basketball season. We have four that I took from. First one's from CBS, which updated its top 25 earlier this week, just a couple of days ago. Next one's from SB Nation, which goes a little bit deeper, actually has a top 40, and you'll see has actually more Big Ten teams than most in here uh, updated a week ago. ESPN updated its way too early top 25 two weeks ago. And then friend of the Big Ten, Andy Katz, released his Power 36 at NCAA.com two weeks ago as well. So 
we have four different experts ranking their top however many teams in all of college basketball. And all I did was just not really even look at where they ranked each team in the whole list, but I wanted to look at how each Big Ten team stacked up in order. So I just kind of listed the order in which each site put Big Ten teams. Starting with CBS, again, updated two days ago, they had a top 25 with five Big Ten teams in it. I will tell you the actual numbers, but the order, Indiana, Michigan, Purdue, Ohio State, and Michigan State. First note here, Indiana is going to be the number one team on all four of these boards. IU has, with the return of Trace Jackson Davis, with a nice little offseason in recruiting, apparently solidified themselves to an extent, at least right now, to call themselves the best team in the Big Ten going into next season. We've talked about this on the show before. Big Ten's really looking for that primetime number one team right now. Nobody had really stuck out as someone who's going to be overwhelmingly filled with talent, but this Indiana team now has a chance, I think. If everybody can develop the way that you think they might be able to, to really, really be good, and the people are starting to agree, or at least to an extent. Only one By the way, Andy Katz had IU in the top 10, so it's not like it's elite elite yet. Katz had Indiana at number 7. We'll talk more about his list in uh, just a moment. But there is not really still anyone that I don't think people are really, really bought in on being a national title contender out of this Big Ten, at least in the preseason. Someone will prove it in the season, of course. But that's the five teams, Indiana, Michigan, Purdue, Ohio State, and Michigan State for CBS. SB Nation has 40 teams, but only one more Big Ten team listed. Four of them were in their top 25, IU first, then Illinois, who we didn't hear from from CBS, then Ohio State, Purdue, then outside the top 25, but in the top 40, Michigan and Michigan State. ESPN, their rankings from two weeks ago had IU, Michigan, Illinois, and Ohio State in their top 25. And I'm kind of just rattling through these quickly because I'm going to get you the overall final averages of what this all amounted to when I put them all together in just a second. That's the list you really need to care about. But also, Andy Katz's list itself, with 36 teams on it. Remember, SB Nation had a 40-team list that had six Big Ten teams on it. Andy Katz's 36 has nine Big Ten teams listed on it. We know he likes the Big Ten. But this is a guy who now has nine here, and we'll have that factored into how we're going to point this out here in just a minute, too, because it actually does help in trying to figure out the rankings of these schedules. But his nine teams were, in order, Indiana at top, then Michigan State, Illinois, Michigan, Rutgers, Purdue, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Ohio State. So that's nine Big Ten teams for him. And when you put all those four lists together, the five teams from CBS, six from SB Nation's 40, four from ESPN's top 25, and then nine from Andy Katz's top 36, I put together a list of where everyone ranked out. And here's where I have it. At the top is IU, of course, number one in all categories. Then you have Michigan, Illinois third, Purdue four, Michigan State 5, Ohio State 6. That's my top 6 right now based on what everybody else is saying when I looked at how they had these Big Ten teams stacked up. Then you go to the next 3, which is a category I've made separately, which is just the Andy Katz category. Teams that only he had in his top 
30, whatever it was, 36, Rutgers, Wisconsin, and Iowa. So as far as just strongest teams, again, we're going to turn this into strength, the schedule in a second, but just what people think are the strongest teams in the Big Ten right now. You have at the top, Indiana, Michigan, Illinois, Purdue, Michigan State, Ohio State, and then a, a tier that I'm going to call like kind of the tier that should be middle of the pack, Rutgers, Wisconsin, Iowa, because if you look at it, that 7, 8, 9 on the list of just ranking teams out, and the fact that only Katz put him on, on his list is something that makes me think, all right, uh, these are going to be good teams, good enough teams to get recognition when we're talking about strength of schedule. But, I mean, nobody else is having them there quite yet, at least not in their top 25. So I'm not going to quite give them all that much when we get into the point system that I'm going to be giving here, which is as follows. I kind of just started at the bottom. Teams that weren't mentioned at all, you get zero points here. Here's how it's going to work. Basically, if you're a team that is, say, Michigan and plays Indiana twice, well, Indiana's the top team on this board. So you're going to get more points awarded to you, or I guess not awarded to you. You don't want points in this game if you want an easier schedule. But you get more points the more times you have to play harder teams. So for every time a team has to play Indiana, they're going to get six points in this system. Michigan has to play them twice. They have 12 points added on to their score here. But Michigan also has to play a Penn State team twice. That is at the very bottom, wasn't mentioned at all, and that's a zero. That's zero points added to their score. It's pretty simple. So starting at the bottom, the four teams, or I'm sorry, not four, five teams that were not mentioned at all, Maryland, Northwestern, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Penn State. When you play those teams, no points added to your score. The one-point teams are the teams that only Andy Katz mentioned. That would be Iowa, Wisconsin, and Rutgers. Again, teams I think are going to be good. Good enough, again, I don't think Andy Katz doesn't know what he's talking about. But when you're looking at where everybody else has everybody else ranked, these are the teams that are going to be in the middle of the pack of the Big Ten. If you're talking about nine teams out of 14, obviously the back end of that is going to be only so-so in Big Ten play. But again, I think they're going to be good enough that you can give them a team a point for being able to and having to have them on the schedule. Uh, Two-point teams are Ohio State and Michigan State. Uh, tied just because I thought it was pretty close when we went through the rankings. Uh, right next to each other in CBS, Ohio State was over Michigan State and SB Nation. Cats had Michigan State way over Ohio State, though, in his rankings. And Ohio State was listed at the end of the ESPN rankings as well, too. So it it's, was a close one. I, I think I had Ohio State listed a little bit higher, but... They were close enough that I thought, okay, we can just go two points for both of these schools. Uh, Purdue is a three-point school. As we go up the ladder here and continuing, it'll be one point more for the last four here. Purdue is a three-point school. Illinois, four. Michigan, five. Indiana, six. Thought about giving a little bit more of a gap between Indiana and Michigan and then Illinois and Purdue, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to do too much with it, to be honest. I kind of wanted to just get a simple look and run all the numbers, see where everything stood. So that's how we're looking at things. We take the teams that everyone think is the best, give those teams a number, put it through a calculation on a spreadsheet I have here, and it spits out a number at the end where highest number is the hardest schedule in the Big Ten. So what is the hardest schedule in the Big Ten, we'll tell you here in just a second on Locked On Big Ten. Bet Online is a website you can go to for pretty much anything as far as sports gambling goes. If you're looking to get started 
in gambling. You can head on over to Bet Online and start to learn a little bit about how things work and, of course, where you should be putting your money. But once you actually get in there, you can, of course, get all the odds that you need to and get the information that helps you more and become, of course, better at this stuff. Make yourself some more money. At Bet Online, they've got anything you could need. If, say, you were trying to figure out who has the hardest schedule in the Big Ten, maybe it would be even a better idea than everything we're doing here to just go over to Bet Online and see what the odds are to win the Big Ten championship next season or read an article that could tell you where the current state of the college basketball teams are right now. It's all over there at Bet Online. If you're looking for that kind of information or that kind of insight on the odds and latest stuff you need to know, you need to head over to Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, so you listened to me explain pretty simple math for a little bit there. You listened to me explain how I'm trying to figure out what is the hardest schedule in Big Ten basketball and the easiest six months before any of it actually happens. We took the four places that, uh, honestly, I found first that I at least knew were reliable enough sources for this kind of stuff as far as just opinion-based things go. And I took their latest off-season top 25 college basketball rankings, plugged them all in together, and put together a top nine Big Ten teams. We then, with those rankings, assigned a point value to each team. And then if your team has to play that team, you pick up that many points in your kind of strength of schedule score. Team with the highest strength of schedule score, as we go through and calculate all the numbers, ends up at the end of the year with the hardest schedule in the Big Ten, at least in June, on June 17th, before the Big Ten gets started at the beginning of the new year. But it's at least, I think, somewhat of a look into what we could be seeing as far as what your team's going to have to deal with this upcoming basketball season. And I do think it's going to be at least a little bit accurate. So let's take a look at what the numbers actually pan out to. Again, the top team in the Big Ten across the board was IU. So if your team has to play IU once, you get six points added to your score. If it has to play them twice, you get 12 points added to your score. Michigan's five points, Illinois four for each game, Michigan State three, so on and so forth. And at the end of the day, the scores ended up ranging from a total of 29 points at the very bottom to 45 points at the very top. So not that huge of a margin. And you'll see here there is actually in the middle there a very, very tight group of teams. In fact, I'll count them up right now. It's only one, two, three, and then four at the top. So seven out of the 14 teams are within two points of each other on this schedule. So at least right now, I say good job, Big Ten. That's not all that varied, and I'm pretty happy with it. But let's get into who has it best and worst. First, the easiest schedule in the Big Ten, according to at least the numbers that I'm running here, the Michigan Wolverines, which is surprising for one reason, because they do have to play IU and the Hoosiers twice. That's 12 points added to the score right there, 12 out of 29 points. But when you go down further, they have to play zero-point teams, Penn State twice. You get also Minnesota twice, Northwestern twice, Maryland twice, a Wisconsin team that's only one point twice. The only teams they have to play that are even more than one point on the board that they have to play twice are Michigan State that they play twice and Indiana twice. So while there is a bit of a top-heavy schedule there for Michigan, and they'll have big games, of course, 
there is not any sort of really difficulty outside of those few big ones. They have games that, again, when you look at the bottom of this Big Ten, Northwestern, Minnesota, Penn State, Maryland, is Minnesota maybe going to be a little bit better this year? Yeah, they're not going to compete. These are pretty surefire, not great teams in the Big Ten. These are not this middle of the tier teams that I'm talking about before. Michigan has it pretty easy. They're not the only school. As we get to second easiest, Illinois, uh, they play Northwestern, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Penn State all twice as well. And they're the second easiest schedule on the Big Ten calendar too. But that's two really good Big Ten teams that have at least right now two of the easiest schedules in the Big Ten. Illinois too, by the way, also has to play Indiana twice. So the top of the Big Ten team adding points onto that schedule too. I mean, again, you take those 12 points away from both of that, that's what is 11 out of the, or I'm sorry, 18 out of the 20 games, and their total point score would be what would be, uh, again, you take minus 12 off, uh, I don't know why I'm struggling with math, 17 and 18 for them. If they had to just play Indiana once too, those numbers would be far below anybody else in this conference. But let's flip over to the hardest schedules in the Big Ten too. Hardest schedule at 41, or I'm sorry, 45 points. It was four points clear of any other team in the Big Ten. Biggest margin between any two individual teams too. The gap from one to two. Northwestern and the Wildcats. Northwestern has to play Indiana twice. It has to play Michigan twice. It has to play Illinois twice as well. It has to play Ohio State, or no, it has to play Purdue twice. Let me look, make sure I'm right here. All the numbers are kind of jumbling together now. All right, all right. It's Indiana, Michigan, Illinois, then Ohio State twice as well. Yes, then Rutgers, Wisconsin, Iowa. So not only do they have the top teams, but they have a lot of those. They have all three of the Andy Katz teams that we talked about before. All three of those teams that are going to be pretty good are going to be able to, you would think, knock off a team when you're able to play them at home, right? When they got the home games, those average teams in the Big Ten, they beat good teams. And a team like Northwestern, who quite frankly isn't a good team anyway when we look at it, but they're going to have a tough time really, really staying afloat here in the Big Ten this season with what they've got. Second hardest schedule, though, much more interesting, Michigan State. Michigan State listed right here as the fourth highest team as far as just what the experts had them ranked here in the offseason going into this process. But they play Michigan twice, play Indiana twice, play Purdue twice, Ohio State twice, Rutgers and Iowa twice, and only play one of the bottom five teams twice, Nebraska. So out of those zero-point teams, they've only got one of them playing twice, which is not good for getting those easy ones, right? In the Big Ten, you take every single win you can get. You're trying to claw your way, if you're a team that's in the middle of the pack, to 500, right? So you can get yourself an NCAA tournament resume that it's at least respectable. Michigan does not have those easy wins on the calendar. They've got tough games. They've got games that are winnable against the middle of the pack, too. But they just simply do not play against those bottom-of-the-pack teams in a way that, again, Northwestern doesn't either. In the same way why they're the hardest schedule, they don't play any of the bottom five teams more than once. And they are a bottom five team too, so they can't play themselves and get a win there either. So it is not looking good for those two teams as far as the schedules go. Michigan State, I think, is going to be okay as far as just how they play throughout the season, but it's going to be a tough road for them too. 
So let's go down the list here. As I said, the scores range from 45 to 29 points as far as strength as schedule goes on the just simple math I did, really. But at the top was Northwestern with 45. Michigan State comes in at 41. I mentioned at the bottom was Michigan with 29. Illinois at 30. All the way the way down the rest of the list. After Michigan State at 41. Two teams come in with 39 points. Minnesota and Penn State. Here's where you get into this middle of the pack. Because outside of the other team at the bottom with the third easiest schedule, the Purdue Boilermakers, who we'll just go over real quick, has to play Indiana twice as well too. But also has to play every single team in the bottom five except for Northwestern twice. So that's a lot of those easy wins for a Purdue Boilermakers team to try and build a tournament resume for. They only have to play Iowa, Wisconsin, Rutgers once, Illinois, Michigan once, Michigan State and Ohio State twice along with Indiana. But those are really the only teams that they play twice that you have to think about at all. Of course, it's the Big Ten. But when you're talking about where these teams are at right now, those are the only good teams on Purdue's radar. But outside of those three at the bottom and the four at the top, Northwestern, Michigan State, Minnesota, and Penn State have the hardest schedules. Michigan, Illinois, and Purdue have the easiest. Everyone's packed in between 34 and 36 points. At 36 points, Iowa, Maryland. At 35, Rutgers, Nebraska, Indiana. And at 34, Wisconsin and Ohio State. I think that's a pretty good job. A pretty good job by the Big Ten of trying to I think look at where teams are going to be and even things out. Again, these are just simple numbers that I put together and was base it was basically just a bunch of ones and twos I put together along with like a one, two, three, four, five, six for team rankings. But it was I think at least a little bit of a look into where these big ten teams are going to be next season with their schedules. I do believe that this actually is more so than any one individual top 25 list or being able to try and speculate where teams are going to be. We have actual stuff now. This is the actual schedule. And I, I do think by taking that real stuff and combining it with some of the imaginary stuff of trying to figure out top 25 teams before a half a year before anything happens, I, I think when you at least put everybody's opinions together and combine it with the schedule, this is something with value. Is it complete speculation still right now? Of course. Can Wisconsin, which is a team that's, again, looking like middle of the pack in what people are saying right now, come back and win the Big Ten again with some superstar breakout player? Yeah, sure. But it's at least right now all we have. And I do think it means a little bit more. It has a little bit more value to it than this way too early top 25 standing on its own or trying to rank the top 10 Big Ten running backs returning this season. It's better than your average list in that it has at least some information and some, I guess in this case, math, but thought behind it too. Not that people aren't putting thought in what they're doing before. Obviously, they're looking at it much deeper than I am. I'm using their stuff to just try and do the simple math with, but I do think this is better, at least for our purpose of a podcast, than trying to at least look at this list and say, hey, what do you think about it? Trying to maybe do something a little here. And I think it provides valuable information. The idea that Northwestern has, honestly, by a, a little bit of a margin, the toughest schedule in the Big Ten, and that Illinois and Michigan have, by a little bit of a margin, some of the easier schedules. 
in the Big Ten. I think that's something that's going to ring true when you look at how it actually matches up, and you can see, well, yeah, Michigan is playing a Minnesota, Northwestern, and a Penn State two times, and a Maryland two times. It makes sense. Anywho, I'm done defending my own work. Uh, Let's get into everything going on in the Big Ten. We're going to talk about that here on the show. But first, Built Bar is the place to go for anything that you need for protein. They've got new mud pies out. they got the new Built Puffs, of course, with marshmallow wrapped around by chocolate. And, of course, the classic Built Bars as well. It's outstandingly tasting while also insanely healthy. Less than 150 calories. We're talking more than 15 grams of protein. Less than 4 grams of net carbs and sugars. If you head to Built.com right now and enter our promo code LOCKED15, you can get yourself 15% off the order. Again, it's LOCKED15 at Built.com. Rock Auto has pretty much anything you could ask for, from repairs that you need to your car, the parts that you actually need can get delivered to your door thanks to Rock Auto, or if you're just trying to make like a simple upgrade, like get new mats if they're getting kind of dirty and old, you can get that at Rock Auto too. It's a place to go for anything in between there and anything in the extremes to try and make sure that your car is ready for the upcoming whatever it is, road trip, bad weather season, whatever it could be, head on over to rockauto.com. It's a family-owned business that cuts out the middleman. You don't want to have to go to a dealership or a part shop to try and figure out what it is exactly that you need and whether or not someone's trying to sell you something more. Instead, head on over to rockauto.com. Just search for what you're looking for from the comfort of your couch and then have it delivered straight to your door. Rock Auto will make sure that you're getting exactly what it is that you need for your car and at the best price too. Head on over to rockauto.com right now and if you end up using the service, be sure to let them know that we sent you by putting Locked On in their little How Did You Hear About Us box at checkout. Hey, welcome back on Locked On Big Ten. Only a couple of things to get to in Big Ten news before we let you go here for the week today. Uh, First off, we talked all about men's basketball schedule here today. The women's basketball schedule for the conference did come out here. We'll have to talk about that with Jacob Rood here as he's our women's basketball guy who really likes to follow this stuff. We'll talk to him about that next week on the show. But if you are interested in the women's basketball schedule for the season, you can find it online. It's listed just like the men's was right on Big Ten We just don't have time to get into both of them all in the kind of detail with what I wanted to get into here in one episode today. But anyway, uh, moving on. Only other thing I needed to get to, track and field awards are out for the outdoor season. Olin Hacker wins Men's Track Athlete of the Year. Uh, It was Tyler Merkley, Men's Field Athlete on the women's side. Adelaide Ikea, the Women's Field Athlete of the Year. And Anavia Battle women's track athlete of the year that's all for locked on big 10 here as we finish up the week we'll be back again next week with a recap of everything of course that happens in big 10 news over the weekend until then i'm nate dickinson this has been locked on big 10